Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris and we are here for our first episode in 2022. Very excited to be back with you again for another big Beatle year. We I think we've gotten the the get back bug out of our system maybe until February yeah. till the, the DVD is released Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, but we're uh, going to go into a totally different topic today to start the year off. One that I think you and I have been talking about for a while, but never had the the right opportunity. They kept releasing so much stuff that we could never <laughs> yeah. we could never yeah. fit it in. We didn't get any songs of the night. Uh, half half of the year we didn't do songs of the night. And all yeah, that kind of stuff because we we're just catching up with uh, releases. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we thought it'd be interesting to go back to uh, a George Harrison album that was released back in 1992, I believe. And it is George Harrison live in Japan. And yeah. I, I, I'm it, looking forward to this because I think we're going to have a lot to say. And it's not only that, Dave, but, you know, we got the concert series about important concerts. Yes. And this we're really just going to talk about the whole tour because it was this uh, 90, 1991 Japanese tour that was uh, George Harrison and Eric Clapton. Yes. So we'll cover the. That, not that there's much to cover, no. <laughs> but we'll cover the uh, little bit that's not even on the Live in Japan album. And we'll talk about a couple uh, items with that. Exactly. So there's a lot of unusual aspects about this whole album. And I was texting you earlier this week and I said it was an odd album and yeah. it's kind of an odd tour. Uh, just a lot of strange things about it. And so for to get us started here for a little context, George this is really it we for live we don't have any commercial releases of the 74 usa tour yet we, yet yeah maybe that's coming hopefully hopefully that's hopefully coming. someday Annie, we'll get something that's like coming. that <laughs> and then the only other commercially released live album we have is the concert for bangladesh which has a lot of other people on it including the aforementioned eric clapton yeah but for solo this is really it and i don't know what 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 do you think of the kind of setup of this tour which uh, i just happened to find get a book that uh, called the beatles in japan by carolyn s stevens that uh, was recently released and has a bunch of info on the tour but what was your familiarity with this whole tour and george's role well i didn't know much about why what motivated them to do the tour and to just do 12 concerts in Japan over a well, half a month time. And then that's it. Not do anything else. I did read a little bit. And I don't have details on this. That there was some plans to tour that maybe got canceled uh, yes. multiple times. Maybe some plans to even tour late in his life that didn't you know, pan out probably because of health reason yeah so it's a it's an odd little thing that it's just 12 concerts in japan no no us no uk no world tour or anything like that one would have thought they would have could have just absolutely raked in the dough oh yeah completely yeah, yeah. And, you, and you know how ec loves nickel and diving for buddy that <laughs> <laughs> if you if you've been following the news lately he uh 
sued an old lady for <laughs> bootleg tape or whatever. But yeah. we'll we'll yeah we'll put the EC bashing over that. It's the anti-vax uh, uh, yeah uh, weirdness on, on the shelf. But I would suggest if you want to read up on that, that there's some recent articles about his uh, beliefs on on that those sorts of things. And he sort of, I guess he's not he uh, the backlash on the uh, suing the old lady for the bootleg tape was so harsh that they uh they put out a statement that said uh we're not going to collect any money from that lady uh don't worry <laughs> so <laughs> backtrack back backtrack, backtrack on that but yeah. uh but anyway you one would have thought that uh this this tour would have if it had continued would have been a giant success yes i think it would have the from this book that i'm uh, reading about japan and the beatles uh, the author says that actually there's a lot of division about who started it and why they did this tour one reason was uh, from clapton's view it was to get help harrison get over his stage fright without being in the international spotlight so that was from ec's perspective but mm -hmm. then also people have argued that it was to help eric clapton who had just lost his son from falling out the window yeah. and so it might have been George and Olivia were helping him with his grief and kind of a way to get away from it all and just tour and uh, do something, you know, make music. So there's a little bit of debate about it. Also, there was a discussion and we can talk about this when we talk about the music itself. But Harrison says uh, after after there's a apparently on on TV, there was an interview with the two of them and they were talking about their guitars and Clapton talks about how he's burned uh, a cigarette hole into one of his guitars from smoking so much uh, and then Harrison says oh well after many years I finally quit smoking so I can continue to sing a pronouncement that seems ironic that given sadly cancer of the throat and brain was to cut his life short 10 years later and so he said he went on tour to prove that he could stop smoking so I don't know there seems to be some mixed reasons i don't yeah. know seeming to go on tour to prove you could <laughs> have stopped smoking is seems insane to me kind of weird yeah <laughs> kind of a weird reason uh, but for whatever reason they did it and it was like you said it was two weeks i played 12 shows over approximately two weeks in yokohama osaka nagoya hiroshima fukuoka and tokyo yes uh three in osaka three or actually five in osaka and three in tokyo and then one each on those other ones you mentioned if you have the album that's pretty much the tour was pretty much in the order of the songs except for on two occasions the first two shows they played fish in the on the sand Ooh. which isn't included in the album so that's interesting yeah and yeah. then on on the very first show they also played Love comes to everyone. Oh, that would be good since yeah. EC was on that originally too. That's right, and you can catch those in the most rickety <laughs> uh, video and audio <laughs> sort of like uh, bootlegging uh, uh, thing somewhere on YouTube. Okay. Um, also on the tour, they uh, you know, and we'll we'll leave this to the side uh, after we mention this, but. In the middle of the concert, after about nine songs, ten songs, EC would do a, a little bit of a set, and he always played the same four songs, which were Pretending, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you know that one. Yep. Old Love, which I I think is a, a pretty much a a setup so he can do a long solo. And it's also uh, it was also from that same Journeyman albums, which was yeah. hot in '89. Yeah, it was a good yeah. good solo tune, mm-hmm. co-written with uh, Robert Clay. That one. Yes, uh, yes, great guitarist Robert song. Clay. Yeah. Uh, and then Badge, the long version, not the short shorty. You know how he always ex- ex- super extends Badge when he plays. Yep. That song. So he can get some more solos in. And Wonderful Tonight, which is. Oh. Okay. It's always been a my current feelings about EC aside has always been I <laughs> felt like a classic. Yeah, oh yeah. Rock staple. Yeah. Great. You want to slow dance with a girl. That's the dance, one. That's the one to pop on there. So, uh, uh and and there's videos of that floating around of some of those performances, but I think it was appropriate to cut them out for the album. <laughs> right. Certainly. And so the whole album is set up and the whole tour is set up with Eric Clapton's band. So it's his touring band and a lot of the people who played on Journeyman and, and EC's music at the time. And I'm it, the set list. So the Harrison album here has 19 cuts on it. And mm-hmm. it's uh, thinking it was 1991. So we, he's in the midst of the Wilburys had, just kind of done the volume one and three of the Wilburys yeah. and cloud nine wasn't that long ago. So he was kind of in a, a like you say, you could have really milked this because he was on a return and kind of a, a back in the spotlight again with his music. So it's weird that it was such a subdued. Well, I think that's a good word for this whole, for a lot of this album subdued mm. in very poor ways but uh it, there's it's just kind of a strange publicity move to do it that way yeah yeah so very odd yeah I, the the i guess the best thing about the tour is that they had the presence of mind to record it yes and yes. so therefore we get our only real cover to cover george harrison like you said george harrison live album now just talking about the album the re- I think the reception to the album was is mostly positive. There has been a few ter- terrible <laughs> reviews. There's this. I wanted to read this one from. This is from the Wikipedia article and it pulled from Billy Altman from Entertainment Weekly, and it said, "You need a case of Coke to crack the crust on Harrison. He sounds so <laughs> woefully out of shape. He's continually either short of breath or struggling instrumentally to keep the tempo." That it's a wonder no medical advisors are listed in the credits. <laughs> the lone shining moment belongs to Clapton, whose solo on my, While My Guitar Gently Weeps is perhaps even more spectacular than the one he played on the original. Mm. What a terrible review. What a terrible <laughs> review. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I, I'm not, this is not my favorite album, but I, I would not. Not that bad. Say any no. of that stuff. That's no, that's no. Really rough. So I think from my perspective, what what impresses me most is what a great songwriter George Harrison was that you've got such a diversity of songs I think the earliest song he does on here is if I needed someone and then it goes all the way to the most recent day well if you count roll over Beethoven from the earlier days Uh, but you you get such a good cross-section of his solo career all the hits are here uh, but you also have some obscure ones like Cheer Down is there or 
uh, Devil's Radio, uh, Fish on the Sand. You mentioned um, yeah. So some of the some more un- old Brown Shoe was not a you know big hit or anything. So some interesting song choices. Yeah. So just to just to uh, I'll read them down. Yeah. Uh, start to finish, and then we can we can just generally talk about some of the our our hits and misses. I guess. Yes. Uh, uh, so it's it disc one has I want to tell you old brown shoe tax man give me love give me peace on earth uh if i needed someone something what is life dark horse piggies and got my mind set on you and then uh we have disc two which is cloud nine here comes the sun my sweet lord all those years ago cheer down like you mentioned devil's radio isn't it a pity and then that that was the then the encores were while my guitar gently weeps and roll over Beethoven, just like just like any ELO show, <laughs> yeah. roll over e, Beethoven would cl- conclude those, and so they conclude uh, same uh, here with a little jammy version of roll over Beethoven. So yeah, so it's a, a you know like you said a good cross section, lots of Beatles, but not too much, and enough, and not just completely relying on the first album. Yeah, it's not all all things must pass. Yeah. yeah, so we get some give me love, give me peace on earth. We get some, like you said, some of the uh, Dark Horse. We get Dark yeah. Horse, of course. And then we get some of the newer songs. I feel, for me, like generally, the newer songs are more interesting to hear because I don't think any of these songs, other than the newer songs, I would ever say, Oh, this is my preferred version of this. No, no, I agree. And yeah. that was one of the reviews I read is that it, it said that he sounded that I think the word was perfunctory, that the Beatle versions were kind of perfunctory. And they're some of my least favorite ones on here, actually. Uh, we can mm-hmm. get into specifics in a bit. But yeah, I agree that the that he seems a lot more energized on the newer songs and doesn't it, it yeah just more interesting versions too yeah i would say some general questions for you or some kind of general thoughts about this this album what do you think of the the instrumentation of of it just the band and some well, of the sounds and some I, of the yeah i i think that that's part of what drags this back to not being so great for me yeah. is that particularly on the some of the acoustic guitar sounds it's that in it it's the that era yeah of if you remember around the late 80s early 90s it was all that ovation yes guitars Mm that's really tinny they didn't quite have the how to make an acoustic play electric down yes so everybody was into these ovation guitars. I hated ovation. Oh, sounds were, awful. Yeah. Sounds t- so terrible to me. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that on 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 this that sort of like wrecking uh, <laughs> some of that. And 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 then you got uh, places where you'd have horns. You've got you've got keyboard horns, Ugh. and that's just never to me gonna ever sound as good. No. No, and it particularly bad in some songs like yeah. "Roll Over Beethoven" is pretty terrible, and yeah, uh, some other other songs just doesn't sound great. I was thinking of you with the somewhat plastic sounding drums too that are mm-hmm. very like that, 
especially on got my mind set on you as sort of like a drill going into your head or something <laughs> yeah yeah so uh and then and then i just do think like some of the tunes the temp like if it seems like they were taking it easy tempo wise yeah yeah it's it it does seem like oh they've been claptonized <laughs> the oh it's here's a like old brown shoe for instance old brown mm -hmm. shoe's a to me a, a a quicker jauntier song it's fast yeah and here it slows down a little bit uh i tell you what really drags is <laughs> dark horse oh good god it is it lasts forever it seems yes like. it does and is it the tempo i guess it's the tempo yeah. and and he there's some people in during the 74 tour he changed george changed the lyrics to in my life in my life i love god more and yeah kind of things like that this this he changes some lyrics here and not necessarily for the better maybe that he's trying to be hip and contemporary like in tax man where you hear boris yeltsin <laughs> mr <laughs> yeah. bush yeah. yeah yeah there's some and the line is different too yes. like there's a whole yeah. different line there's another song they do that on too i forget which one oh piggies is also changed around. yes 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 Piggies yeah. has different lyrics as well yes so uh interesting to get mm -hmm. to get to for that he feels like you know what i can mess around with the lyrics nobody's gonna care right <laughs> right because they are gonna care because you know beatles fans are the worst as far as <laughs> like how dare you change anything yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes but yeah it's it definitely interesting it, it makes it may it, i i'll say this it makes them interesting listens mm -hmm. whereas they might not be uh yeah this text i mean this tax. that's the other thing is like beatles are always gonna trump george planet with eric clapton and his band no offense to eric clapton as a player but yeah so tax man I want to tell you, old brown shoe. You know, all these are gonna sound worse, right? Because they're not the, Beatle the original versions. Beatles tunes. Yeah, yeah. So, even even though the Beatle who wrote them is singing it, yeah, and playing on it, yeah, yeah. So there, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So for what it is, I think it's fine. And so it is interesting. I think to to even even though it may may seem now dated and goofy to say <laughs> boris yeltsin in tax man but yeah yeah i guess it's i i'm sort of wrestling with how i feel about it i know but i, I mm -hmm. think i think i feel fine that he decided to change some of the lyrics because it does make them more in, like oh well i've got to have this i've got to have this version of tax man so i have that one with the weird lyrics true it. that's different <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah i think what bothers me most about this album is the very i would say poor mixing uh it's very uh george's voice george is never we've mentioned this before george is not the strongest singer of the beatles and he sounds uh out uh, to that reviewer he does kind of sound a little out of breath or strained at times mm -hmm. but i don't think he's helped by the mix it's you, there there's two background singers that are always singing it seems and they're always in the in the midst of it and did you have any issues with the mix on this album and how it's um, kind of how it sounds? Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, now, I wonder what mix we're getting on the streaming. 
Oh, good compared point. Compared to the CD. Two. Yeah. Uh, and that I guess when they redid re-released this in 2004, they remastered it, and there was a there was a SACD 5.1 surround sound remix done oh, okay. at that point as well. So I'm wondering if that is better because I haven't heard bad on it for obvious reasons. Um, but um, and I think they released a vinyl version at that point too, back in back in 2004, which I think you can still just get. Yeah, so it's obviously available. it didn't it didn't th- wasn't a super like oh I gotta buy this when yeah. it comes out. Yeah, so the mix, yeah, I, I, I'm with you though that the mix is a little funky. Yeah, it's feeling like it's too much going on. Somewhere. It's very busy. Yeah, real busy. What would you say are your highlights and lowlights if you had to kind of pick some either general well, or specific songs? Well, almost any review you read on this or anything will pick out Devil's Radio as being one of the one of the highlights, and that I, rocks I, I pretty would well. agree. It, it, yeah, it sounds great, and it's. I also think like those other like cloud nine got my mindset on you cheer down all sound very good and <laughs> all those years ago it's not the best version of all those years ago but at least it's a it's a live version yeah it's not and bad that we haven't had a live so any of the ones we didn't have a live version of to compare it to i think it's like oh well this yeah, yeah this is pretty good mm-hmm. so and it does it it feels like it almost feels like all of the other tunes like are being cloud nine eyes. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think here, yeah, hearing the songs that we've never heard played live. Well, even of the Beatles songs, well, I'm curious about your view on the opening and closing tracks of the set. If you're going to start with I Want to Tell You, which of course was never played live either. And then ending with "Isn't it a pity?" Uh, what are your thoughts on that set list order of those two songs? I I guess it makes sense to to end on it. Isn't it a pity? Before the and then of course the there's the a encore. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it I don't know that it. I think because of those acoustic guitar issues we were talking about the ovations there oh really stand out and isn't it a pity and kind of wrecks it for me and then i want to tell you it's a weird opener very weird yeah not, it does not like i don't know why you don't open with like tax man maybe or yeah you know or uh so, something that's a little what is life or something yeah. a little, a little yeah. more livelier right so. it's a little bit of a strange song to start on and it, it even george's guitar that electric guitar is kind of a weak sound and it, it it gets better in certain songs but right at the beginning it's kind of weak and then ec just comes in and overpowers yeah that's that's great ec I, does sound pretty good that, yeah that was the thing i you know it, reluctant hard to say these days uh <laughs> heat praise on ec but yeah ec is the highlight of this yeah whole thing and that guy, I, I don't agree with that guy's negative review that this is this his wow, my guitar gently weeps on this is better than the original. It's insane. no, no, but it's good. And anytime he's soloing in this whole thing, it's great. So they, at least you got EC soloing really well. And I don't, I, I don't have a big problem with George's vocals. I, I don't, mm. I also don't quite get, is it as good as, 
other places or on records no no but but i think he i think he handles the tunes uh just fine and to get through a big set like this that's a lot of music it's a lot 19 tunes is a lot and he's singing a lot so and he's yeah. like we said he's not the strongest singer of all time but it works i guess like i said earlier the thing that bothers me a little bit as the those background vocals really cover him up sometimes yeah it's too I, yeah. much like for example on while my guitar gently weeps there's an example of something else that's added they go uh i don't know why shoo up shoo up wow yeah no no thanks <laughs> no thanks so it's covering <laughs> up and kind of killing that moment on that song so the, that maybe that's a mixing thing maybe they whoever mixed it decided to put those background vocals on a par with george but i'd rather hear george than the background singers all the time yeah any other low lights i i i just yeah. uh, i don't know something to me just isn't is not good no. compared to any other something version. no it doesn't gel it's got that weird introduction that ec does <laughs> 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 no i'd take i'd take paul's version over this i think mccartney's version is much better that he he played for years yeah uh i would say for me it's it is kind of the beatles stuff you're right but now that i look at it you know here comes the sun is not great and it's marred by that ovation acoustic sound really bad yeah there uh, uh now opposing opinion i just want to bring this up too. Uh, yeah. all music editor stephen thomas earl wine describes it as a fine double disc set and says uh, harrison turns in surprisingly so strong versions of his best solo material what is that supposed to mean surprisingly surprisingly strong, strong. <laughs> they're not surprisingly strong a backhanded compliment yeah. there yeah. and then says it easily surpasses paul mccartney's double disc tripping the live fantastic or paul is live Ooh. not guy bad for a guy who doesn't like to give concerts do you think it's better than hmm. tripping the live fantastic i do not think so i don't either no. i don't either no. though tripping the live fantastic which maybe we'll do that one of those one of yeah it is kind of interesting though i never thought of those two albums together but they're yeah because they they would have been released very close to one another. Yeah. I think it's valuable for what it is. Let's put it that way. It's the fact that it's the only George Harrison live concert that spans his whole career up to that point. And actually, sadly, for most of the rest of his life, too. Yeah. Because he didn't record you, much else. Do you think... Uh, now, I think he... Well, let's see. Let's think about this. He definitely performed at the concert for Bob Dylan, the 30th yes anniversary that would be after this right yeah that was 93 yeah i can't think of too many other performances no just a few one-offs here yeah. and there do you think because of the beatles situation and the uh whole you know he obviously hated touring yeah and then not to bring up get back again for the consecutive <laughs> episode but um in to. get back he's the most reluctant to play live he's like I don't want to go on the roof. And he's really like, no, let's not do a live show. You know, yeah. he's the he's the least wanting to do it. Yeah, he was very against the 
the well certainly the against the boat idea yeah yeah but so other do you th- things do you think he was sort of I, maybe the most traumatized by the beatles live performing experience and therefore that's why we only got a couple tours i would agree with whole you. career yeah 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 to okay that's a great question and a great point uh i would say he you know the, that line in the beatles anthology when he talks about we get the beatles gave their nervous systems yeah for for the touring but what throws something throws a wrench into that theory that you just mentioned is that he was the only Beatle or the first Beatle to do a tour in 1974 to do that USA tour. Yeah. Nobody else had really, you know, Wings Over America hadn't happened yet. Wings was doing small stuff, but to take an American tour mm-hmm. at that time in 74. So something made him want to come back and play, but maybe that was the reason why it took so long for yeah. the next one. I wonder if he wanted to his desire to introduce uh ravi and indian music outweighed his fear and reluctance to yeah tour so i don't know i don't know it's interesting so here's another question are we gonna get that 74 tour i sure hope so because i i've had a bootleg lp of i think live in baton rouge and i've had it for years and it's it's got that awful sound quality so it's well he doesn't sound great first of all and then but we know it was recorded or some of them were recorded so yeah i'm sure they can cobble together a good <laughs> i sometimes find myself just singing that uh harry's on tour yeah just around the house just like doing stuff just like scatting it to myself it's catchy uh, yeah, yeah. And of course, he played that during that tour and, uh, you know, other things. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, do a full talking about that tour part of this series here. <laughs> we should, because there's you, you've seen that YouTube video. There's a beautiful clip about four minutes long of him performing that, actually. I think it's the Harry's on tour and then him backstage yeah. gargling before the concert. He's wearing the yeah. he's got the denim, the overalls the Oshkosh Bagosh overalls and and there's a little bit of uh, that uh what is it and this was a clip from the documentary right right uh, from the the material world it's what is life I think it is just like uh performing it like really full out like yeah yeah really into it but it it, it comes off kind of strange yeah (laughs) I I hope we get something from that a tour it would be interesting to hear because otherwise like we say this is it this uh you know live in japan and it's like i say valuable for what it is i would have to give the cover art probably an f minus uh pretty <laughs> yeah. atrocious you can't <laughs> really see in the at least the cd version he got right there you can barely no. see the outline of his head no you can and, see it kind of on this one sort of yeah on the yeah. insert yeah but not great no not good no um it's not my i mean paul's had some better live albums out there the john album of his one performance basically yeah yeah. is more enjoyable to me so 
And hey, Ringo's got about 12 left. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Ringo's got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so uh it's not well, it's not the best. So I'm I'm I I am hoping that we get a 74 tour to yeah. compare it to uh out there. So well, I will say that in also mentioned in this book, in 1992, Harrison's double album Live in Japan was released, as we know. Of all the international charts, it peaked highest in Japan at number 15. Aha. So yeah. it really was for that market. And the Japanese loved George Harrison, loved that still love the Beatles. And of course they they've you know the Budokan concerts and all of the yeah. Uh, issues and then Paul getting arrested for oh, yeah. smuggling in Japan and yeah so lots of fascinating things I don't know I, I guess I like this album a lot more when I was younger or when I when it first came out more than I do now I think it, yeah, it's I think not I think showing his age this, well the era of late late 80s early 90s we were we were young yeah not young anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah um so we have affinity for things and then sometimes you hear them back later and it's like whoa the effects on this are like really of the era and not great yeah and yeah. i think that like we said with the um yeah the acoustic guitars acoustic guitars and drums and background vocals. Yeah, yeah why we always need all these background vocalists <laughs> on tours i'm just like not necessary not necessary for i mean and they don't do they need to sing on everything right well that's it too shubop shubop (laughs) stuff that you don't need to be on no it's like conducting middle school band where you have to give the drummer something to do every five seconds or they're going to be throwing sticks across the room you gotta keep keep them going here so (laughs) yeah exactly yeah but anyway, an interesting album. If you haven't listened to it in a long time, good to pull it off the shelf or check it out on Spotify or wherever you stream because it is there. And the, at least on Spotify, it does say it's the 2004 mix or, or yes. remaster. So yeah, uh, it may sound better. I'm sure it sounds better than the CD I'm holding here. Were you listening to the CD version? No, I actually was listening to the it the the on the online version. It did sound a little more yeah like some work had been done so i'm I'm gonna go back and check out the original and see i'm gonna do an a b one one last question do you think we'll get another release of this do you think this will come out remastered once again on the dark horse label at some point only if they release those other songs that were recorded too, oh, yeah. so we could get fish on the sand and love comes to everyone that yeah. would be a reason to do it because those i have heard the love comes to everyone and it sounds great well it sounds great it looks terrible but it sounds good <laughs> so i would like it if those were released yeah uh i'd agree i'd agree hopefully they have good recorded version of that like yeah that, true so. true yeah i think that would be good but i'd i'd rather have the other the, you know something that hasn't been released yeah first. like the 74 yeah some sort stuff. of compilation 74 yeah. concerts thing and many of these songs would be on those um yeah that's the other thing about this the, oh right even even this where you you don't have george harrison perf- having performed very much we still already have a 
all of the concerted Bangladesh versions yeah. of uh, these tracks. What is con- life? My yeah. sweet Lord. And, and yeah. of course the concert in Bangladesh versions are, and uh, are better. Yeah. Def- definitely. Sound fantastic. Yes. So, so we'll see, we'll see if we, you know, maybe I'm clamoring so much for the 74 tour stuff. And there are some of the weirder, you know, like who can see it and sue me, sue you blues and yeah. I love, and you know, some weird, weirder, more obscure Ooh. stuff like that for you blue i think you might like it when we get that dark horse altered ultimate deluxe box set if we can get that dark horse set then maybe they'll include it in there i know you're clamoring for that that's right we'll see we'll see yeah all right well thanks for listening and uh go check this out and uh, we'll post everything the links to this album and uh information on our other episodes, we've I had a, uh, somebody write me and say, where are the old episodes? And I, I sent them the link. You can get them at our Podbean page. So we can you can go back and hear everything all the way back to number one if you want. Yeah. Uh, so they're all there. Might be trying to do something uh, this year, later this year, to try to uh, revive some of those old, uh, some clips from yes. those old things and yes. put them out in a new way. And uh, But we, we nothing, uh, you know, it's been... I, I, I have not been in the best of health the last few months. So I, I, I've been kind of recovering and trying to get in better health here. So um, yeah. hopefully we can uh, turn the corner on that and, and we'll be putting out a lot more material, not just with this, but with song album career, we did finally get the Jimi Hendrix episode out, which is, I think a great one. And it yeah, looks it really good. Too. got some good comments too so please yeah. go check that out we'll also put that in the link so you can check it out and subscribe yeah and we'll have great. some more of those coming out later in the year uh, now we're back up and running yes yes yeah. so sounds good well thanks again for listening and we will be back at you soon with a new episode